0: Up next, we are also going to speak to a sports doctor uh, just to focus on boxing and on on, on the preventive measures that we can take in the gyms uh, because I know, like the CEO said, that boxers want to train. I've spoken to a few boxers uh, this week. They are still going to the gym. They are still training. They want to be active. So we'll just find out from the doctor uh, just to be cautious of what can we do as boxers. Across
1: South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM,
2: let's
0: talk. Okay, we've got uh, Dr. Sean Stewart on the line here. Doc, good evening. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us here on SAFM tonight.
1: Good evening. How are you doing?
0: We're fine, thanks, Doc. We're talking uh, about boxing and the impact that COVID-19 has had, uh, but we've been talking about all sporting costs throughout the week. But firstly, uh, we've been told that the boxing gyms and the training facilities are allowed to remain open. There's no ban on that. Is that ideal uh, at this time?
1: Look, I mean, you know, all sorts of interactive contact is not ideal, especially if you don't have a proper hygiene program in place. Mm. But I think that long-term, if we just practice correct hygiene, as we've been hearing from the, uh, the government, we should be able to manage this thing properly as a as a society anyway.
0: And what is this proper hygiene uh, uh, doc that we Look, need to, to practice?
1: To, to, to prevent... The idea is that there's um, a requirement for washing hands on a regular basis, keeping distance from uh, uh, people in society and so on. But, you know, the, the idea is to really... Get your immune system strong. A strong immune system, as a rule, defends as the primary form of prevention against disease for any human being. And and with the with the gym and athletic uh, you know type body, mm. it's invariably if it's not stressed, it is actually immunologically stronger. So the immune gets strong, and it actually can prevent against getting these diseases easily, providing again a good hygiene program is followed.
0: In the gyms now they 've got sanitizers they sterilize all their equipment um, is that something that must be done often for those who are still going to gym do they need to make sure that's been done before they use their equipment?
1: yes absolutely I think it's actually imperative to do and if you if you you can just get yourself a small little you know little bottle, bottle of um, something like um, hydrogen peroxide mix it and dilute it down and then have that spray bottle with you and then before you use any um, apparatus at the gym, just give it a bit of a spray, give it a rub down, and then get on with it.
0: Does it also apply to your own equipment that you bring to the gym, like water bottles, towels, and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, well, of course, you know, if you're going to be bringing your stuff uh, to the gym, make sure that it doesn't get infected at the gym, and that also that you yourself are not infected, so that you're not bringing problems with you to the gym. So, of course, if you've got a fever or if you're coughing, rather avoid going to the gym.
0: The other argument is that gyms should just be closed. Nobody should go to the gym because this disease is in the air. Where do you stand Look, there, Doc? I think it's more of a contact thing at the moment. Mm.
1: Um, you know, if it was in the air, it would be airborne, and then a lot more people will be getting infected much easier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, you know, what we are finding is that a, a strong humidifier, uh, you know, using uh, just normal water and, again, nice hydrogen peroxide uh, um, or an ozonator in the gym will prevent a lot of that transfer anyway.
0: And uh, there were also some suggestions, especially when it comes to boxing, that maybe tournaments could be held behind closed doors as long as there are one less than 100 people in attendance. But with boxing being a contact sport, uh, is, where do you stand on that?
1: With all contact sports, of course, I mean, if they're shutting down the soccer, yeah. you know, and keeping people away with that, I think it must be equally done across all sports groups if it's going to be contact sport like that. It's it's really the fact that you know when we're getting excited watching the the the, the, the boxer win and mm. we're jumping up and down, grabbing <laughs> each other, that's where I think the problem is coming, transmitting you know the problem that way but i mean if if they're able to box in in an empty arena and televise it oh well that's simple you can stay at home you know almost like a self-quarantining program and watch the sport and enjoy it with your family without putting yourself and your family at risk
0: and just finally i've got a question here dr Stewart from twitter that says how many times must we sterilize the equipment in the gym uh, if i've got a one-hour session
1: well, if you're only using the equipment, you sterilize it once, that should be sufficient. But if you're using it and somebody else is using it and you go back to it, it will obviously then repeat. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Doc, thank you so very I much. Think, yeah. I
1: think the, the plan would be to do it between, you know, after every, every time you change you change. So it might be a good idea for the gym to allow the sanitizer to be given to each member as they go into the gym and they just sanitize the equipment as you go through the
2: process.
0: Oh, between the sessions, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, you
1: just take it with you and before you get on, you sanitize the new gym. And then you move on to the next one, sanitize and gym
0: okay dr sean Stewart, thank you very much for this insight available information we need all the information that we can get uh, during this time and dr sean Stewart uh, has, has been dealing with sports injuries for the uh, for the well, past 20 years he has been a doctor for the past 25 years or uh, rather so thank you uh, for that we'll continue to bring doctors on the show as we go along but now we want to remember the great champion the great trainer we've already mentioned it um, that um, uh, roger mayweather lost his long battle with diabetes uh, yesterday well the cause of death was not officially confirmed, but it's been reported that it's diabetes. He was, of course, the trainer of Floyd Mayweather, but he was known as the Black Mamba because he was a champion in his own right. And we go all the way to the US, and that's why we find another legend of the boxing, uh, a sport of our community, uh renowned referee, Mr. Tony Weeks. Mr. Weeks, good evening, sir. Thanks again for finding the time to speak to us here in South Africa.
2: Yes, good evening, brother.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Weeks. We really appreciate it, and we certainly don't take it for granted. Firstly, I mean, sad news about the passing of Roger Mayweather. Um, what have we lost here, or who have we lost here as the boxing community?
2: We lost a uh, a great man in boxing. Um, not only a great fighter, a great trainer, just a great man, a great mind in boxing. He was very, very knowledgeable in the game, uh, and. Uh, and he definitely passed on his wisdom uh not only to his nephew uh Floyd Mayweather jr but to a lot of other fighters that uh uh that were were coming up and uh were in the game you know uh there's certain minds that uh will will never uh be duplicated duplicated and come again.
0: Do you, do you remember your early encounters with him? Because judging from what people are saying, he was a bubbly person, um, Mr. Roger Mayweather.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Well, yes. I uh, refereed uh, a few of uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s fights, and, uh, and uh, Roger was the uh, trainer. And uh, like I say, you know, he was a very knowledgeable guy, uh, very calm guy in the corner. Uh, he would give the uh, specific instructions. And uh, you know, yeah, he, he was just—he was just a really uh, influential figure uh, in that corner.
0: A lot of young ones might not be aware of his career as a boxer. How do you describe his professional career, which spanned over twenty years? He was called the Black Mamba.
2: Yes, yeah, he was definitely called the Black Mamba. Uh, you know, he fought in the days where they went fifteen rounds. Uh, you know, he uh, uh, was was an outstanding fighter. A very feared fighter. Uh, he had the power. He had the range. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he just had a natural, uh, a, a natural way to box, uh, just like, uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather Sr., uh, they were the first, uh, to, uh, put the uh, Mayweather name out there in boxing. And, uh, they did a tremendous job in, in and lay, laying the, uh, platform, uh, for Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather Jr. to come up.
0: He fought against the likes of Julio Cesar Chavez, Pernell Whitaker. Does that just show us his pedigree as a boxer?
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he fought the best. He fought the greatest. You know, uh, you know. In, in order to be great, you have to fight the greats, yeah. and he fought them all. And uh, you know, his his record speaks for itself. Uh, you can ask any of his opponents that he was very, very well known and very uh, well respected uh, in the game as a fighter.
0: And as a trainer now, Mr. Tony Weeks has been credited with Floyd Mayweather's unblemished career, one of the greatest boxing careers in history. I would think. Is it right to give him the credit, or were they a team along with his brothers?
2: Oh yeah, well, you know, they were a family. They were a team, uh, and you know, everybody, you know, had their. Uh, uh, they were a unique team that where everybody, you know, had, had their job and and uh, the, the knowledge in the game, and this is what made. Uh, all the um, Mayweather uh, special mm-hmm. but you know like you say Roger uh he was definitely uh, uh very knowledgeable in the business and he knew the game he knew the ins and outs uh there's certain things uh that uh you know are not in the rule book but uh, you have <laughs> to know uh you know how to uh manage a fighter and how to tell a fighter how to uh uh tell a fighter how to adjust during the uh, during the bout and uh, he was very instrumental in that.
0: And um, was he hard on Floyd, or was he one of those that get that got the best out of him by just making him believe that he was the best?
2: Well, well, I say you know that's what made him unique. You know, he was hard when he had to be hard, and uh, you know, he just let Floyd be Floyd when he when uh, uh, you know when when he wanted to. Uh, he, he knew what bus- what buttons to push. He knew how to motivate. Uh, his father, he knew all the ins and outs, and uh, like I said before, this is what made him unique, and this is this is part of the uh, 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 tremendous knowledge that he had uh, of boxing and in boxing.
0: And it seems like they were very close with Floyd, because judging by Floyd's statement uh, released uh, uh, today or was it last night, he says that uh, Roger was the most important person in his life.
2: Oh yes, yeah. First of all, they're family. Mm. You know, and family is always important. And you know, uh it it definitely like you say, it definitely showed um uh when you see uh, Floyd's career, when you see Roger uh in that uh in that corner, when you see Roger in the gym training Floyd, uh he was it was definitely uh you know, very, very important figure uh in uh Floyd Junior's life.
0: Somebody on Twitter wants to know if you saw traits of floyd mayweather in in, in roger mayweather or of roger mayweather in Floyd mayweather
2: both you know <laughs> i like could say it's, it, was, it was a family affair and uh you know uh even uh though jr was unique in his own way uh you know you, you you're in that same bloodline and uh, uh uh you could see everything that uh when you look at certain fights you know they were, they, they had different builds. Uh, physical built and uh, so uh, they fall a little differently but you could you could see that you know that Mayweather trait is always there.
0: And finally Mr. Tony Weeks, how will you remember him and how would you like the boxing community to remember Roger Mayweather?
2: Well like I said before remember him as a tremendous figure in boxing uh, remember him uh, as a trainer remember him as a fighter and most of all, remember him as a man, a man who spoke his mind, a man who spoke the truth and uh, didn't didn't, have, didn't hesitate to do so. And I would, uh, finally, I would also like to extend, uh, my condolences, uh, not only to the Mayweather family, but to the boxing community because, uh, uh, uh Roger was unique mm. and a, a man like that will never come along in our lifetime.
0: Thank you very much, Mr. Weeks, for speaking to us in South Africa, American Boxing Referee and Judge.
2: Batungtandi, how have you been? Oh, here it's been really bad. I'm still trying to get help for Tabo. We finally got the help we needed at
0: Men's Clinic International. Lucky you.
1: At Men's Clinic International. We help
0: men with their most personal problems. SMS help to three two one one zero or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. T's and C's apply. SMS cost one rand. Tabiso Musiya on S A F M. As we continue to remember Roger Mayweather, let's hear from Floyd Mayweather on what he think, or, or, or on what he thought or about his uncle Roger. What
3: people don't know, my uncle Roger Mayweather has lost a lot of memory from the sport of boxing. And it's sad that he's only in his 50s, but it seems like he's an a old man that's in his 80s from, from the sport of boxing. Boxing is wear and tear on the body. My uncle Roger, I love him dearly, and it hurts me that he don't even know who I am anymore. My uncle Roger don't even know who I am no more. Today, my uncle Roger was not at the gym. He wandered off and got lost and went somewhere. A day before me and Pacquiao fight, Roger walked from the MGM Grand to his house. That's 20 miles. He probably he walked, I think he walked 20 miles. So what we're working on is getting Roger some help. We have to get him a caretaker. We're working on getting him a caretaker. We're working on getting him the best help, and that's what's really important right now is his health.
0: And that was Floyd Mayweather talking in a 2015. About uh, the health of his uncle uh, Roger Federer, we had earlier on from uh, Jeff Mayweather who was saying that he was suffering from dementia as well as uh, diabetes, and I think that's what also Floyd Mayweather was alluding to there. And then we've got another clip where um, he talks about now, uh, where Floyd talks about how Roger Mayweather was uh, inducted into the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame back in 2015.
3: He get mad, he get upset, he use foul language, so we have to have patience. We have to have patience with my uncle. We have to take time out, take a deep breath and say, just wait, just like boxing, have patience. So he didn't want to go on, he didn't want to go and accept his award mm-hmm. on stage. Right. My grandmother flew out here. Mm-hmm. Some of my family members flew out from Michigan just to show love and show support. So I had to tell my Uncle Roger, had to calm him down, of course rub his back because he's my uncle. I love him. Mm -hmm. He's been there for me. Mm -hmm. I love my Uncle Roger and it hurt me. But one thing Roger still don't forget, he don't forget about that money. Once I said, they got money for you, Roger. They got money for you. He was like, what? Who paid me? I said. And I, you know, I said, thank you, God. Right. <laughs> I just said, I said, man, they got the money for him. Mm-hmm. And he looked back and said, what? <laughs> so I was able to, I was able to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I told him, all you have to do, Roger, is go on stage and i do the talking for you. And you're getting paid. And since I'm a man of my word,
2: mm-hmm.
3: even though they weren't. They was not paying. Right. I paid him anyway. I gave him money anyway. Wow. I gave him $1,000. Right. And he's not eating right. hmm That's why I have to get him a caretaker. Because he don't eat right. Every day he wake up, he go eat fast food. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, every time I have my chef cook him a, a good, solid meal. hmm Because... He's not doing well. He's not doing well. And it's, it be days, I'm honestly speaking. It be days, I be thinking like, man, hopefully my uncle don't pass away. Wow. And he's only in his 50s. Right. You know, he got diabetes. And it's extremely bad. Cause he's not eating right, you have to eat right. Mm-hmm. You have to monitor everything. And everything is not, is not being monitored in the right way, mm-hmm. so it's bad, and it hurts my feelings. But if we, but we, we, we are still working hard in the gym. You know, with or without my uncle Roger, but mm-hmm. he's always a part of our team. He's still, gonna, he's still going to receive a check mm-hmm. when the fight is over, and with him working with me, mm-hmm. with the hand pads, mm-hmm. with the hand mitts, far as sharpness. He has forgot a lot of the combinations.
0: Wow.
3: And it's getting worse and worse. And it hurts. Yeah. It hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, tough times indeed. Uh, that was Floyd Mayweather there uh, talking to the fighthype.com about his uh, uncle uh, Roger Federer. And you heard from Mr. Tony Weeks uh, that uh, he had a solid career as a pro. He had 59 wins out of 72 fights. He had a 20 year career, held the WBA and lineal super featherweight titles from 1983 to 84 and the WBC lightweight welterweight title from 1987 to 1989. And we've actually got a message here from our boxing fundi who spoke to us uh, last week on uh, the show uh giving us a history lesson about welcoming later, that was uh a. he says did you know that roger mayweather dethroned samuel serrano who k-o'd our very own happy boy Mtachi? i had no idea uh thank you very much for that wonderful piece of information i think you're going to be a boxing historian now and we're going to have to bring you every now and then just to educate us